activate. Are you ready? AI Nexus everybody for our second episode battle of the models battle of the models oh yeah it's um it's gonna be an interesting topic today we're gonna kind of deep dive into some topics and try to kind of make sense of it all for our listeners out there uh if you're joining us for episode two I uh, appreciate it, and if you listened to episode one, you kind of heard us talk a little bit about what you know AI is, some of the implications. So uh, go ahead and grab a drink, sit down, and Newton and I are going to go ahead and get right into it. How are you doing today, man? Oh, going going good. Um, another day that's warm, the sun is out, no rain, so I would say very beautiful day can't complain how are you elias you okay i'm i'm doing great it's still early over here across the pond sun's starting to come out got a good view of the backyard so i'm i'm pretty content and happy no complaints here it's a beautiful sunday did you manage a cup of coffee yet uh i'm more of a energy drink consumer myself so oh. i've i've uh, yeah not really a coffee don't, don't tell me don't tell me a monster in the morning <laughs> oh yeah man breakfast of champions right there <laughs> yeah yeah the battle of the battle of the model um it's a very interesting title um yeah let's just dive right into it yeah you know you came up with this title on the last episode and um i kind of um was drawn to it straight away could you maybe expand on this a little bit more what what you were alluding to then yeah so right now you know, for our listeners out there, you know, everybody's been talking about AI and what that is. And majority of our listeners are probably familiar or have heard about ChatGPT. Oh, yeah. And or maybe Google Bard. And those two things are what are considered large language model AIs, meaning that we're able to, in human terms, talk to them as you would Siri or Alexa or another assistant. And they're built upon, you know, what other, you know, larger AIs. Yeah. And, you know, um, you have different kind of models, though. So not everything is going to be necessarily just for talking to agree for text output you know you're gonna have other you know text to image type models you know you're gonna have different kinds of models that are sprouting up through different companies whether it's microsoft google facebook now meta or uh it seems to be one every day right 
Oh yeah. So so I was wanting to kind of take this uh, second episode to kind of dive a little bit further into that and kind of that landscape of what we're about to start seeing because you know to kind of put it in terms of comparability um SaaS solutions right yeah uh web applications you know uh back in the day um when one company you know when when one kind of technology kind of takes off every company adopts and tries to improve upon and you know i kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about that today newton yeah corporate stealing that's probably the word you the, the phrase you try not to use <laughs> yes yes right um adapt uh yeah no no that makes a lot of sense uh and it's indeed a, a battle of the models um you know whatever task you're looking to perform today you would have a myriad of ai solutions that you could use you know the funny thing is some of them are still being built out you know they're kind of in in the better stages and they are already released for us to use so no um it sounds like um something that we can really dig into um and um and also on the topic again you know the all popular all famous chat gpt um uh, yes i i have always been a devout user of chat gpt still am but of late, um, Google's bad AI, you know, which is trained on more recent data, is just simply too hard to resist. You know, um, for example, um, if you ask the free version of ChatGPT today who the CEO of Twitter is, Jack Dorsey will be the response. This is because, you know, it's trained on data that's um, older than 2021, right? September 2021. However, uh, Bard AI, which is also free, by the way, will correctly name Linda Yaccarino and go on to give you news on what she did today. So therein lies a significant difference. Uh, although I, I know Microsoft has some plans to bring real-time information to the free version of ChatGPT as well, you know, by probably integrating it with its Bing search. But I think... You know, this should have been done long before now. I mean, what good is outdated information? Exactly. No different from, yeah, no different. It's no different from systems that purposefully disseminate false information. You know, hopefully they get that sorted out soon. Well, we have to, we also have to let the list and well, not just let the listeners know, but remind the listeners that this stuff's still beta. Most of it. This isn't. This isn't yeah. meant for. Yeah, this isn't meant for necessarily prime time. This is. These are companies that released betas to developer communities, and it went beyond the developer communities to your kind of more than average everyday user, to where they saw the possibilities, and it just caught like wildfire because of the way that technology is absolutely you know, by nature and especially so i mean you got to think of the leaps and bounds we've come you know because normally it'd be maybe like a year or two before we started seeing you know actual releases that were meant for everyday use but now we're seeing people jumping on board to get onto beta and bard 
still beta. GPT 3.5, even 4, beta. Even mid-journey, the text-to-image, beta. Uh, stable diffusion, beta. So a lot of these things are not meant for prime time. And it's it's amazing to see what, how, how far we've come. Um, but with that being said, though, Newton, it looks like a lot of these SaaS companies are starting to integrate AI solutions into their fold. For example, like the previous episode, we're talking about, you know, kind of where companies are with their, you know, five-year plan, so to speak. So some companies were kind of getting into like the Web3 blockchain kind of things, while other companies were pushing more towards AI and large language model development. So for example, Salesforce decided to go into the AI aspect of things versus HubSpot as a CRM Mm. decided to kind of go more towards um, automation with, you know, other routes. Mm. So yeah, I think we're going to start seeing this, uh, this battle kind of unfold between, you know, um, different tech companies, for example, um, like just last night I was, uh, on TikTok and saw, uh, FX networks had a TikTok and, and it was like, is this the future AI? And it was, um, it was a cutscene of, this the show uh i'm, I'm blanking on the, the name of the show but it was like this new show about like fbi agents in the future but part of it was the car was driving and the passenger is telling the driver hey the your car's trying to tell you it's talking to you right now you know via like her phone that the police the police are interacting with the, the state police are interacting with the car and the uh, the AI is telling the, the the passenger what like the what the state police is doing, and then you see the state police you know take over the car, and you hear an alert you know like the state police has taken over this car, and she's like, well, I didn't give them, well, you know the the right to do that. That that's that's cool in a way. Yeah, and then they're like, and then and the driver's like, well, I didn't give the right to do that yeah so it's going to be interesting to see like how different industries and different niches take advantage of these uh large language models because that is the the great bridging the gap right between human interaction with machine so if you're able to just in plain english tell something what you need the the possibilities are endless you know, it's just based on what you can think of personally and based on your creativity, how to engineer that prompt, you know. Yeah. But uh, just thinking about that example you just gave, uh, I don't know if I would really want, you know, some authority taking over a car I'm driving. You know, what do you think about that? I mean, that's, uh, should that be legal? I mean, when you have your own car, you would like to, have complete autonomy over everything that goes on with it, right? Um, if it can be controlled, and that gets me thinking about this agenda, um, you know, with 
with electric vehicles. I don't know if you've had the news, but um, people with a lot of speculations all over the place that all cars um, would eventually get to a, a point where, you know, they can be controlled by some central government authority. You know, we click off a button, all cars yeah. everywhere could just yeah. stop. You know, and went, how we recently had the furlough, the lockdown, public transportation can be um, prohibited by governments easily. Well, and I definitely think that's going to wind up being the way of the future, to be honest with you, is we're going to be forced as consumers to, whether we like it or not, interact with these large language models. The large language models are going to wind up being the intelligence of the product, right? And I think that these large corporations are going to basically fold over and give way to being a part of government regulation to where uh, Big Brother has a direct hook into the technology to where they say, hey, you know, like they may go to Elon Musk and say, hey, we'll kind of let you do what you want to do, but you kind of let, you got to let us kind of control the product when we need to. And he'll, and he'll say, okay, so how uh, that's how that car situation pans out. Right. You know, um, because, because people, people are really sleeping on that fact that Tesla, for example, that I think is going to be one of the larger things that drives, uh, you know, AI with large language model technology and um, uh, autonomy and AI, you know, bridging that gap. So we'll see. True. But but it's already, you know, it's already happening. Um, it's not really something that, that, that we will happen in the future. It's already here. I think... Um, Speaking about Salesforce, you mentioned earlier, I think they're, they're one of the investors in Cohere, uh, this company, Cohere. Uh, I think recently yes. Cohere just raised, was it over 270 million US dollars, right? Um, just funding round. And, you know, this company has already positioned itself um, as a leader in the next phase of AI products and services that will revolutionize businesses. You know, it's it's basically taking artificial intelligence to companies. So this is already huge, and there are actually big names invested in this, not just Salesforce. You've got Oracle as well, I think, and um, there's NVIDIA, you know. I know, uh, you know, DeepMind has been trying to do that for some time, but um, I, I think Cohere has a very good shot of really, you know, being the trailblazer for this. And this will re- really ignite that fire everyone has been expecting. You know, we are companies who begin to go full scale, adopting AI uh, in the way to get things done. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, uh, like what, what are we doing now to future-proof ourselves? And, I mean, I know that there was at least one presidential candidate in the past. He's uh, still in the political arena. Um, Andrew Yang. You know, because he, he his his big thing was making sure that we have the foresight to mitigate some of what's going to happen with the consequences of you know AI coming in and automating away jobs. It's going to be done on a scale that we've never seen before. And his thing was, you know, 
universal benefit income um, for everybody. Basically, the governments are going to have to wind up supporting large sectors of the populace because, you know, I mean, imagine what during the pandemic, what was it like 14% unemployment was kind of how it was looking and people were freaking out about those numbers. I mean, imagine, you know, you have a company that comes through and says, Hey, your customer service, I can completely transform that. You don't need any humans. Customer calls the 800 number. They're automatically connected to somebody that person that they're connected to, they think is a real person, but it's an AI that's been trained on psychology, transactional analysis, yeah. and can efficiently take care of that customer in such a way to where the customer satisfaction is unparalleled across the board. So imagine how that looks. Imagine how many, how many hundreds of thousands of workers there are just in customer service. So imagine overnight, literally overnight, like within like a couple of weeks span, Xfinity, AT&T, T-Mobile, JP Morgan, Bank of America, any 800 number you call being an AI and not a human. Mm. So imagine on a world wide scale, these companies, these conglomerates, these monopolies that employ hundreds of thousands. So imagine what a 50 plus percent unemployment rate in less than a year would look like. It would be, it'd be detrimental to economies. So the government is going to have to step in and do something one way or the other. I mean, this isn't something that you can just upskill away. You know, I mean, it's going to affect, for example, the, the fast food industry. Like right now, you have fast food restaurants that are training large language model AIs for their food ordering. That way, you, you, you go up to the screen, you say what you want, and it very quickly and efficiently, bing, 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 boom. And then you have robotic automation that's making your food for you, and then it puts you out. So making pizza as well yeah so i mean uh, so 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 imagine a domino's yeah right imagine a, a domino's franchise that instead of employing 15 humans it now only has to employ three you know so i mean you're 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 cutting labor out at incredible paces of rates and uh i think that Immediately, we're going to have growing pains, but I think long term, it'll it'll look good. I mean, but we're going to have to learn how to be adaptable, you know, kind of like what we did during the internet boom, right? The doubting Thomases, mm. you know, I mean, and it's also about who we elect into power moving forward. You know, people that have foresight into the technology, not people that are just about being platformed talking about wedge issues talking heads yeah you know? yeah i i know exactly what you're referring to there uh it's a pretty stark outlook pending doom that we are all gonna face 
with the job takeover by AI, right? Um, I know there have been many theories on this, but I think the sooner we begin to take actions, you know, real actions, uh, not just planning and planning. We've been planning like forever, really. Uh, it's annoying at this point. And um, just look at what only the large language models um, have done in recent months, you know. And th that's not the only type of gen AI we, we have to worry about. We have the generative image models, for example, to also worry about, you know. Oh, yeah. You're talking about deep, you're talking about deep, deep fakes, right? Like, like kind of like using it for like deep faking and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, you know, generating new images just from prompt and processing images into videos. And, you know, problem we will have with a lot of counterfeit people. Um, by the time all of this comes together, we will have a much bigger problem than we we are currently anticipating at the moment. And maybe for any of our listeners who probably want a refresher on large language models and um, we are the fit in the grand scheme of things, um, a language model is a type of machine learning model which is trained to conduct a probability distribution over words. Okay? Put simply, it predicts the next most appropriate word to fill in a blank space in a sentence or phrase. You know, this can best be explained um, using an onion with its many layers, right? So um, let's say, you know, the outermost layer of the onion would be computer science. And if you peel off that first layer, you get artificial intelligence, which is a discipline of computer science concerned with simulating or mimicking human intelligence in machines. Right. And then, you know, you take off that layer and then you have uh, machine learning, which is a subfield of artificial intelligence concerned with training models with relevant data. So in machine learning, essentially, we are using relevant training data to teach a machine model whatever we want it to learn. Hence the name machine learning. The next layer after that, the peel off machine learning, you've got deep learning which is simply one of the techniques used in machine learning to train models. It uses a neural network, which is a mesh of interconnected nodes or neurons, somewhat similar to how our brain is set up. Yeah. And, um, and that's when we actually get to, you know, generative AI that's making waves today. So this generative AI is just a subset of deep learning. That, that kind of put things into perspective. So kind of going back to large language models being just one type of generative AI, imagine when we have all possible types of generative AIs all properly developed, you know, to a level that can be used um, by enterprises, Yeah. then we will have bigger, far bigger problems to contend with. And that's my worry, really. I mean, I think that's a great deal amount of uh, a lot of people's worries, Newton. Ah, oh, man, uh, it's just so much to chew into. So much, so much. Indeed. You sit here and talk for hours and hours about all of it, Newton. But I, th I, th I think we've given our listeners quite a lot to uh, think about. So with that being said, Newton, I think we're going to segue into our – 
next episode for next week. So if you're listening to this, thank you for tuning in to episode two, Battle of the Models, and stay tuned for next week's episode, episode three, where we kind of dive a little bit deeper into some of the newer things that are uh, coming out and maybe potentially even explore some of the uh, ways that generative AI can affect you today and help you out today if you didn't know about it. For example, Adobe Photoshop and what they just came out with with some of their generative stuff. So we'll dive a little bit more into that next week. How about about it, Newton? Completely on board with that plan. So yeah, thanks everyone for listening and um, have a great day. AI Nexus.